Hello and welcome back to the Jolly Boys podcast. How is everyone doing? Watcher, how's it going? Hi, how are you doing? Hello, James, <laughs> Tom, Ed. <laughs> it's nice to see and hear you all again. <laughs> yeah, nice yeah, to see you all. We are actually seeing each other on uh, video. Cool. This is our first podcast where we are in the same room um, for obvious reasons. So it's very it's, exciting. Uh, so they're a bit of an experiment for us and hopefully we sound uh, okay for when this is released. You guys been doing a lot of video calling over the last few weeks? More than ever. Daily. Yeah, same. <laughs> I just uh, wonder what sort of um, device Delboy would be using if, if he was uh, going through this. I don't know if he'd have the It would be something that he's bought in bulk. You can yeah. guarantee it. It would be about the size of a small fridge. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I imagine so as well. Well, they'd rather be able to work, wouldn't they, with this computer degree? Just to play over. Okay, so the, the format of the show is going to be slightly different this time due to the circumstances. It's going to be going out live, there's going to be no cuts, so we'll try our best to deliver you something half decent. And we do apologise if we do speak over one another. It's quite difficult trying to sort of uh, guide a conversation through Microsoft Teams, but we will try our best. So, yeah. what episode are we talking about today, guys? Uh, we're talking about Series 2, Episode 6, It Never Rains. Great uh, episode. Have we got a synopsis, Tom? Yeah, I've got a synopsis from uh, a site. Dale bumps into Alex, the travel agent. Next moment, the Trotters family holiday is underway. Everything seems to be going according to plan until Grandad starts acting a bit strange. Then Grandad runs into a bit of trouble with the Spanish police. Mm. So, this is the first... Episode we see the Trotters go on a little holiday, I think. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, it is. Um, <laughs> and we open we're opening up with a scene in the Nags Head, and I believe it's is it Father's Day? Yes. It is. So it's Father's Day. So Dale and Rodney looking a little bit um, not solemn, but they look a bit sort of. Lost, it's down in the dumps, aren't they? Down in the dumps, it's, it's uh, bad weather. I don't know if sales are that, that good. <laughs> and Rodney um, hands a card over to Dale, doesn't he? Classic. Say, Father's Day card arrived for you today. He's got and a bit of, of a... Course, he's got a really delayed reaction, hasn't he? Like, oh, Father's Day, I didn't know it was Father's Day. And then he's still opening it. He's like, hang on a minute. <laughs> he says, hang on a minute. I'm not married. I don't know if it's of its time, but it doesn't matter if you're married or not. It could still be a father. You know what I mean? Like it's that age, eh? it's that being... generation. Yeah. Yeah. So it was just a little um, prank by Rodney to, to cheer them up, which I thought was quite good. Because if you see Rodney's face when he's like reading the card, it's quite um, visually very, very, very fun because he's got that smirk on his face that you're about to prank him. It's just one of the. Go on, carry on. Just that, you know, when you're pranking one of your mates and you, you can see them about to, like, um, see the result of a prank. It's just, it's just a fine little moment, isn't it? Yeah. It's one of the very few pranks Rodney actually pulls on Dell, isn't it? That's true. Yeah, one as, of the as minor, as minor as it is, because obviously Dell's done lots of stuff to Rodney, hence him hiding away in the, in the, in the roof <laughs> because he thinks that he's going to be arrested for being a rapist. So it seems quite small time. Rodney to sort of um, pull this one on Dale. Well, well there's so also got a glass of whiskey on the three. Mm. Sorry, sorry, James. I was yeah, just sorry, saying, on the back of what Bailey was saying, 
when we get to series four or five, T for three, in the year 2027, when we talk about it, Rodney does pull um, uh, the prank of all pranks on Dell, where he's hang gliding, but we'll get to that you know, in another era. That is an equal prank, isn't it? I think that's the only thing I think that Rodney's done to Dell, which sort of puts him on par with all the stuff that Dell's done for Rodney. Gets him at him back, so yeah. Yeah, they, um, James is on drink watch today. What was it you were saying, James? I was just saying they both look like you have a glass of whiskey as well. Yeah, they're not pints. Yeah. No. I've got a bit of a, a quandary about this episode is that if I was a travel agent and I don't know about you guys, I'm watching it as we speak, and Dale's obviously just trying to sell in the scheme um, about the 80% off. I would not give that to Dell if he turned in my shop, you know, half hour later, saying, I want to put that all day, 80% off. Would you? Well, that's that's the, the, the debate, because I think Dale's positioning is, you're going to get everyone flocking to your shop, which is true. Mm. But I think, let's assume that Alex has had loads of people come to his shop, and one of them is Dale. And because he's suddenly got loads of business and he's probably just rewarded to Dell because it's like he's set him, he's helped set Alex up this like new scheme where to get more customers. So that because people go, why would you choose um, Benadol? It is Benadol the goods, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and not Barbados or whatever. So you just have to assume Alex is like, oh, no, man, don't take the mick, mate. Like, Do- you're going to get a basically a free holiday do we see or hear of alex the travel agent again in any other episode he's, he's just a one-hit wonder isn't he in this one i think, I think we do yeah because the, when this uh, when this scene opens the camera pans across the bar and he's there that's so right we actually see it before he's introduced which i thought was uh, mine moderately interesting for it was as rodney says he'll go fast <laughs> exactly <laughs> it is it's quite interesting how tatty in torn up Rodney's leather jacket is in this first scene where he's sat at the bar with Dell. Mm. And Dell's wearing very, very nice, pristine clothes, and Rodney looks like the Boomtown rat. <laughs> Dell's doing that thing. You know when Rodney, like, is it you, James, that said Rodney says, Oh, you'll go bust? And Dell always does that thing with you. I know I did tell him, but he wouldn't listen. He always <laughs> does that. He always, like, tells a white line and says, Actually, no, I did say. There <laughs> is there is something that happens in this episode which is unique to this episode and only a few others. Do you guys know what that is? I know, I think. Go on then. Is it that Grandad's filmed out of the flat? Nope. They go abroad? No. It's nothing as specific as that. It's something quite unique to only the horses that are going by the, um, the, end, the what do you call it, the uh, intro. Is it a musical montage? Yes. Through? It is the musical montage, and that, yeah. yeah, that's what makes only and horses, only and horses. Every time I see that now, I always think of this because of the intro, how it all works in the way yeah. it's all so they, together. They do do one on Jolly Boys as well. Uh, not, not the same way. So this is like stagnant movement, almost like frame for frame as the music plays. Yeah, yeah it does go, it does go really well. But just to go back to. <coughs> the end of this first scene so it's established that they're getting a free holiday well Alex doesn't know it yet well it's not a free holiday but you know 80% off and Rodney's been made to sell what's he What's he trying to sell genuine Italian sun hats sun hats in the pouring rain Is that, that's got to be one of the only times you see Rodney solely selling by himself isn't it when it's when oh, <laughs> I messed that up when, when, <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say they don't know in that <laughs> 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 I 
Yeah. I mean, um... Oh, bit of silence there. Hope you can all still hear me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Carry on. Um, <laughs> so, I think it's quite well known that they didn't actually go to Benadon to film it. It was in Bournemouth, wasn't it? And it's around about Nick Lindhurst's birthday. They were filming it on that beach. Yeah, it was. It, it wasn't um, probably budgeting reasons. Uh, that be, it, it, they did quite well to make it look like a, uh, a beach abroad. It must have been this sort of time because Nicholas Lindhurst was fifty-nine two days ago. Yeah, that's true. Actually. Yeah, that's well, true. So yeah, I think it was just twenty-first or twenty-second. Hence the well, they say April showers, don't they? <laughs> and obviously yeah. the opening scene is uh, torrential rain. So, yeah, that's very true. Anyway. So we're in the um. I don't obviously I don't know what we're all trying to watch for the listener. We're all trying to watch this at the same time. But I'm now <laughs> in the flat now. You guys, yeah. that bit if you want to pause it just around about the six minute mark. Yeah. Um, so Rodney is uh, pr- probably got a bout of cold after being out in the rain. He's got his feet in the uh, bucket of hot water. Yeah. Dale's uh, got a swag about him because he's just pulled off a, a deal of the century. He's doing his little knee dance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Poor granddad is uh, assuming he thinks he's in on the right, doesn't he? Yeah. Bless him. We'll talk about that. Have you noticed how young Nicholas Lynn has looked in this episode? I don't know what it is about him. It's, it's a specific episode, but he just looks like a really young boy, doesn't he? This is wet hair, isn't it? It's all sort it's of slick. It is. Yeah. Yeah. He's very 70s, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he does. Yeah, so grand granddad's acting a bit put out, isn't he? That he's not. Well, I think he's kind of playing up to it, isn't he? He knows that they probably haven't got him a, a, t- a ticket to get over. He's sort of pulling on the heartstrings for them to go out of their way and speak to Alex and get another person on the in in on the hotel. Mm. Yeah, I just I just wonder why they um had to stick a third bed in the same room and not get a separate room unless Alex was like, you know, you're not getting any more discount from me, mate. Like they yeah, plan to go out and pull. Like they must know that if they're going to go out on a holiday to pull birds, they are. Those birds are going to come into contact with a granddad at one point. <laughs> also, it's not just a case of sticking an extra bed in. You got to pay for another flight. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how that worked. I think. I think he just exploited Alex a bit there and just sort of um, moved the goalposts on this special offer. I like um, how um, when he rings Alex, he doesn't ask. If Grandad could come, he said, oh, "About that holiday, Grandad's coming." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he just said, yeah. Yeah, "That's the thing, see, because Rodney, Rodney wants to like let Grandad down, and he's being quite assertive about it." Dell doesn't really want to, you know, break the news. Rodney acts the art man, tries to. He goes into the kitchen to talk to him, and he and that that's the time, like Ed, you were saying, that he goes rings Alex to add in another bed, and. Um, Rodney comes back out saying, oh, I break his little art. And of course, you know, then we get the montage. Unless you've really got, sorry, unless you want to add anything else to that scene, boys. No, I just like that he's he's cooking a, a Spanish omelette, isn't he? He's, That's it, yeah. yeah. Sorry, yeah, talk about that, yeah. That's it. Good <laughs> <laughs> okay. observation. Yeah, it's insightful, that was. Because <laughs> he's not known for his cooking, is he, Grandad? He's not, I... bless him. I thought something quite amusing the other day. Um, Leonard Pierce is obviously uh, a very posh actor. 
when he's not granddad and only pulls the horses. But I had this vision of him the other day coming in, into work in the morning, being a very posh, well-established actor in hair and makeup, sort of scrag his hair up and make it look really scruffy and put him in granddad clothes. It's just like a really weird concept, isn't it? That when that man hears the cut. He's a completely different person. He's not a sort of dirty, scraggly old granddad. But I, I can't see that in my head. I think that's what makes him such a good actor because I can't yeah. see it. I, in my head, he goes home like that. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's, he's not known. In my head, he don't go home. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's just. Yeah, I mean, it's the same with Buster Merrifield. Like, Buster got into acting quite late on. He's quite professional acting anyway, and like Leonard Pierce, <laughs> I, I can only name barely name one or two bits he was in um so you know to the general public they are granada and albert very very much typecasted as those on-screen characters they're just amazing whereas david jason could say well yeah del boy but uh frost or um i just met jason I just I was just sorry I didn't mean to interrupt I just noticed like obviously in the flat so I'm on I'm on background and flat watch um <laughs> in the flat he's got a selection of jigsaw puzzles on this one I've never noticed that one before uh behind Rodney there's a big pile of uh, jigsaw puzzles like oh, yeah. 500 pieces 1000 pieces so it's one it's just another thing he's got going on at the time isn't it that I never noticed that before as well you can actually really see the landscape. You mm. can't normally see it that clearly. Yeah. I think as the series progresses, the specialist back screen for the outside the window gets like more and more crystal clear, doesn't it? Yeah. Because that's a little, little portway. I mean, I'm talking little, like five, six, seven. I was amazed how... I couldn't quite put my finger on how they were filming a tower block with this realistic view. And there's a studio audience. I thought, I just can't get me around this, but... Mm. I can I can assure you I was young. It wasn't like last year or anything. Have you guys got to the montage scene yet? <clears throat> no, let's get to... So that scene's finished and it's established Grandad is coming with them. And, yeah, so talk about the montage scene, Bailey. Well, um, hang on a minute, let me just rewind it. Just because there's it. some... The montage scene you're about to talk about, there is a couple of bits that are cut from that, actually. That yeah, it's brilliant been, outtakes, isn't there? They're just... They're just not just the outtakes, but the, the montage, but there's some screenshots, uh, or screen cuts, whatever you want to call them, where, like, there's some stills, sorry, that you can find on the website of some of these, the montage that they didn't use. But, yeah, the Mungo Jerry in the summertime. Yeah. I yeah. very much associate that song with this, with the episode, with not just the episode, but Fools and Horses as yeah, a whole. Definitely. definitely. Yeah. I'll tell you what, though, it's, it looks such a grotty hotel room, isn't it? It's terrible. It's absolutely horrible. But that's like... Cheap. I mean, even in the early 90s, when like me and Jim used to go abroad with our family, I kind of recall the hotels, looking back, being as... Not grotty, but as... Basic. Slightly dark and based like that, in a way. Um, I don't think our mum would have put up with that, Tom. <laughs> well... <laughs> It just looks, it's, and if you look, Dale looks, I mean, at one point, the, the ruins they see sees out his window are just so depressing, isn't it? Yeah, it's comedy gold, though, isn't it? That scene with Dale where he looks at the window, he pans to his face. Yeah. <laughs> so I assume this is some grotty hotel in somewhere on the coast in England, right? Not just the, I know we know it's Bournemouth, they filmed for the beach, but you know the um, swimming pool 
uh, scene and um, <clears throat> you know the montage shots that's just some grotty place on the coast I assume Speaking yeah. of the montage shots, I've just noticed the the gut. There's an actor who's playing airport security who checks Dell's passport and gives him a funny look and lets him go. Oh yeah, pretty sure he's an actor from the bill. He was in the bill for many years as a, one of the lead officers. If you can do find you, it. Do you, do you think Dell Boy's passport's a bit dodgy? Then it's not like a legit one. No, I just imagine Del has made some sort of comment or tried to speak to him in in, yeah. in French, German slash Spanish. <laughs> yeah, look at him like, what's he doing? Yeah, because Del, I just looking back, he takes off his sunnies just to sort of give a nervous smile. So yeah, I just wonder if it not. is because it's uh, legit or not. But we've got a guilty conscience. Yeah. So in, in this scene here, Del and Robbie are being quite successful with the ladies for once. Yeah. And nothing, nothing is messed up for them yet. That is a tiny room, though, isn't it? It's three beds it is. pushed it's in. A... <laughs> it's a bit like the air raid shelter in, in uh, the Russians are coming. It's just, like, tightly compact, isn't it? Yeah, so they're, they're at the nightclub now, and they're uh, having a great time. A proper knees up, isn't it? <laughs> Oops. It ain't, it ain't it's easy. outside of your head. Yeah, yeah, I love that, the train. <laughs> Was that out then? Was that, like, a bit before, but... I know about that time, I guess. But I, I, I'm, I'm a little bit ahead of you, I think. But when they just the thought of bringing those two girls back to the room, they've only got like a little single bed and then a pull-out bed in the granddad. It's going to be bloody crowded in that room, isn't it? Yeah. But they've had but so it's, much it's, alcohol. It's, 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 it's an illusion, isn't it? That it'd be all right, it'd be asleep and everything. But oh, he's led on his back, gob wide open, fags. <laughs> Jason's got like flares on his um, arm sleeves like it just just like it's just, yeah, yeah, it's just dress sense with the 70s, Johnny Boy's podcast 70s magic yeah, yeah. dragging it in so, into the 80s so they're on the beach now <laughs> and granddad's staring out longingly into the distance yes Del Boy well, what's, what's Del Boy wearing some leopard like, skin leopard skin pants or something like that it's the iconic and of course naturally there's if there's one sun chair who's gonna get it tell obviously tell, yeah. <laughs> and rodney's just there sat it sat next to him um <clears throat> well i mean granddad's they're, they're discussing granddad um seeming a little bit off a little bit glum Little do we know at this point that uh, Grandad's probably contemplating his history, thinking, "Well, what That's we got true, up to?" Yeah. What? Um, so, so I'm just at the bit now where the football's just landed over to uh, uh, by by Del Boy's side by one of the kids, and he he lobs it over at Grandad, hits his hat. Great shot, by the way. There must mm. be quite distance. Uh, just a call out to him saying he has a lager for him handy. What does Grandad say uh, to that when he walks off? You could have blinded me. <laughs> <laughs> and he gets his Spanish slightly uh, mixed up, like a bit like Dale does with all his lingo. What yeah, does he say? Fiesta, yeah. Fiesta, yeah. <coughs> and he walks off. That looks like a hell of a walk, doesn't it? Yeah, you know, it's like, like no man's land. It looks, it, yeah, like there's no build, buildings <laughs> in the uh, back, in the background scenery. 
That's a lot, a lot of stretch to isn't it, called Bournemouth, the Christchurch, if that's the area where it's been shot. Yeah. Mm. Of course, uh, Rodney's... Uh, Delboy asks for Rodney to put some sun cream on him. And, uh, of course, he pours over a, a little stumpy bottle of beer. <laughs> Classic yeah. scene with uh, Delboy in his uh, leopard print speedos. <laughs> yeah. And then he goes off to chase them, doesn't he? And that ends that very brief scene. These scenes are quite short, though, aren't they, really? Because um... well, they've got a lot to fit in, haven't they, in 27 minutes or however long the episode is. Hmm. So if you want to now, we're if you guys uh, got anything else to add, can we move on to the uh, swimming pool scene? Yeah, yeah, so I'm already there. So, Rodney Dale is a little, he's still um, bemused by Rodney's unintentional uh, error. Um, and where does Rodney go now? Because he just goes off seat, doesn't he? He's, oh, good, he's yeah. panicking. He's panicking, isn't he? Because he's found out Granddad's missing. But obviously, no, that's not Yeah, I mean that's in a minute. But we just come off the beach. Del, Rodney and Del just come off the beach, and Rodney goes somewhere. I, think I, he, I can't. He goes up to the room, I think, and then <laughs> yeah, does he? He obviously he comes. Yeah, he, yeah he goes up to go and get the. Uh, must be approaching sort of the end of the day, or lunchtime, or something like that. So. Well, we'll get to it in a minute, but I don't know how he's made aware that Grandad's been arrested, unless it's a message from the hotel reception or whatever. But let's, if we go back to Dell, who is trying to pull an absolute stunner of a bird. How many... I, how say, many I always just... thought... Sorry, Tom. Sorry. As I say, I always used to think that Dell boy looked really smart when he had his shirt, sunglasses <laughs> on. Yeah. But one day, I, I want to carry that off. Yeah. <laughs> Now is the time, though, isn't it? I've got time on my hands. Yeah, definitely. Good name for an episode, that is. Well, there's yeah, because she clearly can't understand. I mean, I think she speaks French, can't she? Mm. Um, but she obviously can't follow everything he's saying. Mm. She, she obviously knows he's just a confused little French bloke, whatever she calls him. Yeah, he, looks really he looks like he should be driving a coach. Have you seen the barman? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just <laughs> I've never seen but, the barman uh, before. I look at him. You also have to assume he's going to be quite young, but you look at me, he looks about 65. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> His sideburns and his receding yeah. hair, yeah. And he, yeah, he could almost be um, Harry in Jolly Boys, couldn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he could actually, yeah. He's definitely a coach driver, like you say, in his second life. <laughs> but it's a shame for Dale, because if only he just, just tried just like, to see if she actually spoke English, he could have got in there, couldn't he? Because she seems to... Well, she does seem to humour him as such. She gives him time of day. But she doesn't exactly give him a an evil look does she she seems quite quite polite yeah, yeah I think, I think nice. that's all it is I think she's just trying to be polite and maybe shake him off I mm. could be wrong but, but she she walks off to uh, I don't know if it's her lout of a fella who's like a big guy well she goes uh, she, to walk past him doesn't she like obviously back to her sunbed or something and he says oh, I'll pull up a seat and uh, that's it yeah she's so they, like, they might have just 
met each other previously or something. Yeah. But, um, so it's quite a good angle of the hotel grounds that was because you can see the pool and the side of the hotel. Dell's at the bar, looking a bit vulnerable because, like, you know, he walks over with the uh, cocktail drinks quite confidently, I might say. Yeah. Then it's a quite a common thing in, in sitcoms where the little guy has st- has stood up and get stood face to face with a much taller person, mm. and they just like completely out their depth. And he said, what does he say to him? He says, uh, thank you, Waya. Yeah. And Dell is... It's unusual for Dell, though, to be in that position of, like, being made to look a bit of a mug. Yeah. But he has the last laugh, doesn't he? Yeah, he sticks his cigar in his little... What do you call it that he sat on? Inflatable. Oh, just an inflatable (laughs) chair, isn't it? (laughs) Sorry. I don't know why I found that so hard. But, yeah, he... he... (laughs) done that and then obviously uh, Rodney comes running out doesn't he out of breath can't get a word out and uh... yeah but if, if if I I mean if I got a cigar and I put someone's uh, inflatable out of it especially if like, I assume he would get back up and give me a, a good a ready good hiding but obviously I think he's, uh, trying, I think he's trying to save face in front of uh, Jackie is it Jackie well remembered yeah I, I couldn't remember her name Jackie trying to save face all the lads remember Jackie. So, so now we're at the bit where Rodney's in a panic, come through the the gates of the swimming pool, and he claims, and Dell's claims he's just trying to pull a French salt, like lying, obviously, because he knows he's not in there. And then this is where uh, Rodney breaks the news. What's he say? If you think about it, we're only 13 minutes into the episode and we've gone from the nags head to the flat to Benidorm. We've had a couple of nights out and we've had a day on the beach. <laughs> it's weird, isn't it? We have. There's half an episode. Yeah. It's, um... Yeah, but so Rodney, Rodney's come, in, come onto the, the premises in a panic to say that Grandad's been arrested. And I was saying earlier, speculating how Rodney would find that out. Um, but I can only presume, yeah, hotel reception would have informed him. And then you got Juana opening the door. Just the Juana I wanted to see. Yeah, oh, you, you took the words right out of my mouth. I you were going to say that there as well. I was waiting. I've been waiting 13 minutes for that. Sorry, mate. <laughs> Sorry. He's, I've been waiting um, weeks for it. <laughs> Mr. Juan. Well, I know it's Mr. Juan, but he is a British actor, isn't he, from Birmingham. Is he? Yeah. Let me try and find his name. Not exactly well prepared for this. Right, Bailey, just gone to shut that dog up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, Bailey, I'm just saying, um, obviously, we're greeted with Juan in the prison. Yeah, clearly an English actor. He is an English actor. I'm just saying, he's an English actor. Um, I've done, done my homework on uh, his name. This is really terrible because the way we're going to do this podcast, we're just going to have to bang it out live. So, if I was editing this, I'd clearly have taken this bit out. But I just, really um, just, a, just a little bit of uh, scenery spotting. Have you noticed um, where uh, Grandad is? There's like it looks like there's sort of chains or something on the wall, or like a ring where you can put chains on. Like a torture right. room. It's like a real torture room. Yeah, like a gas chamber. The actor is Anthony oh, yeah. Jackson, by the way. Um, blessed, he's been in Bless This House. 
He's been in a Shakespeare thing, Watership Down. Um, he died in 2006, but he's from the West Midlands. I had to remind myself of that. So when you're watching this for the first time, what, what do you, obviously, before Grandad speaks, what, what sort of things are going through your mind when you've watched this for the first time? God, oh, God knows how many years ago that would have been for you. What would you assume he's done at this point? genuinely no idea I couldn't wait to find out because I thought what could he he's in a foreign country they let him in like obviously with his passport but there's just uh, no I couldn't think of any I couldn't wait to find out to be honest I think they've kind of set up the uh, backstory where Grandad's just a little bit at the start of the episode keep it down a little bit please Dan then uh, Benidorm before so they kind of set it up a little bit that's it yeah so you're kind of wondering what it is, especially when he's on the beach, he's staring out to sea, and everyone's going, what's wrong with him? Yeah. It kind of doesn't, it doesn't build up quite nicely. And then Leonard um, PSM builds up even more, I think, with a fantastic storytelling yeah. about, his, about his history and his past and what he got up to. And you almost think that he was about, um, he was he's going to be the hero in it. And he sort of, as he normally does, he t- spins it round, so he is actually the coward kind of thing. Yeah, he's talking that. about torture, isn't he? At one point, and then he goes, "They will torture if I haven't told nothing on you." It's so, kind of like <laughs> a recent case thing, isn't it? Mm. Leonard Pierce, like Grandad's monologues, are really, really like special, aren't they? Like Russia, in the Russians are coming. That speech at the end is quite sad. Yeah, but as ever, there's there's always a bit of comedy added into it, like that's that magic from Sullivan, where he's sort of like taken down a path of like feeling quite solemn about what they're saying and then suddenly like like in this example Grandad says like oh he told him everything because he didn't want to be tortured <clears throat> but um, <laughs> so yeah that's what we it's crazy to think that Leonard Pierce came face to face with Adolf Hitler yeah yeah he did yeah do you want to just do you, do you know much more than that Bailey do you want to sort of say anything more than that or is it just that can you expand um, on that I don't, I don't remember the details other than, other than that, really. Don't remember. <clears throat> so, yeah, um, I remember watching this thing, God, how are they going to get out there? It's like in a, in, not, in, not just in any prison, but you're in a Spanish prison. Um, yeah, he's already thinking that this is going to cost money. He's already thinking yeah. this is going to cost a lot of money. And if he can bribe the guards just to try and, I don't know, put in a good word with the governor, as he says... And that might take some strain off it, but they're thinking, okay, he could be in it. You know, he could be done for war crimes. Mm. Could they have a prison here? How would we cope? And this there, is probably all going off the back of their heads. There's no sense so of panic from Grandad, is there? He's so relaxed in that prison cell, and even when Dell comes in, he's like, "Oh, it's you." He's just. There's no sense yeah. of, "Oh my, I'm doomed. I'm really yeah. scared." He's just so solemn and relaxed about the whole thing. I, I think my, one of my favourite parts of this scene is where Grandad and Rodney are squabbling at the start. Adele says, keep your voices down. You'll get him chucked out of it. Yeah. Because yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're so livid with him, aren't they? For like, yeah. sp- essentially spoiling their holiday in the moment and stuff. Mm. Why, was, just... why was Grandad so keen to go back if he knew what he'd done? And he said he'd never That's been to a benefit. This is a bit of a, an issue, isn't it? Because you kind of think that he would... Maybe he's slightly ashamed of it, but he thinks, well, oh, it was such a long time ago, maybe they won't remember. Well, and I do fancy Holiday. But he, he said he'd never been before, though, didn't he? Yeah. He's been to Benidorm, didn't he? I've never been to Benidorm. 
Oh, so right, yeah, yeah. I, I think, well, to be fair, in Grandad's point of view, is he is he on about the First World War? Second, 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 second World second. War. So, so no later than nineteen forty-five, and this is set in like eighty-three. So even Grand would be like, "There's no way." I don't think he'd have entered his mind. He'd probably just like, "Oh, I've been here once, but blimey." Maybe, maybe he maybe he thought that they would have forgotten. Well, it was nearly 40, it was a bit about 40, 45 years ago um, from this point. Yeah. Well, well, in fact, he's not in, he's not been put in that cell for war crimes at all, as we later find out. Mm. Spoiler. Spoiler alert. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I think anyone... So, um, <laughs> so <coughs> can we just clarify, just summarise quickly, for those with a good memory, because although I'm watching it live, I haven't got the volume up. What has Grandad essentially said he thinks he's... What, what, what's he said that he's done and what he thinks he's in trouble for? Gun he was running. gun running. Which Who? side for? Whoever had the most money. <laughs> Whoever had the most money. <laughs> well, it's the best time to do it, Rodney, is a war on. <laughs> you mean the foreign legion? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So was that definitely the Second World War? Was that the Spanish, like, the Civil War? Like, not the Civil War, sorry. There's was, like... I don't know if it was, was it? Spanish Civil War. I have to check our history there because I think that was many <laughs> centuries before. Read up about that. Centuries. Spanish Civil <laughs> War. But they did no. That was that was years ago, wasn't it? Going on no. All right. The Spanish Civil War was the Civil War in Spain fought from 1936 to 1939. Oh, there we go then. So I, I, like listeners, listen to this podcast. Are going to be in there iPhones and Android, whatever, across the room when they know the answer. But obviously, although we're watching it live, uh, we haven't made any notes, and I haven't watched this episode for a while, and I've got the volume down. I'm just going by imagery. Mm. So, so it's <laughs> Just blame me, mate. <laughs> so, and guess where we were? Spain. No. No. <laughs> where were they? I can't remember where it was. <laughs> yeah, where was he? Yeah, but anyway, let's let's just get to the so now. Dan and Rodney are aware of Grandad's background a little bit more. Um, Juan walks in, and Dale says the famous line, "Just the Juan I wanted to see," <laughs> which is if you've ever seen the name Juan, that's that's what goes through my head. But like many line one liners from the Falls and Horses, I'm associated with other things. The charity of my choice. <laughs> 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 Del, I bet she will one. Yeah. I bet she will Del has always got a wad of cash on him hasn't he? Like, no matter who it is whether it's his, his father which we see in Thicker Than Water or this this prison guard whoever Slater in Class 62 he's always got a wad of cash ready to drive someone he, he, I doubt he has a bank account bank so that is yeah. like, it's on the hip isn't it that's what he's probably got everything he's got and it's all about imagery isn't it so like if I'm carrying around a couple hundred quid people are going to imagine what have I got in the bag you know but he hasn't got a bag it's like yeah this is what I've got <laughs> yeah because <laughs> cash on the hip he, he literally means cash on the hip doesn't he like I, I like that that's like all my world items yeah so um what one uh, sorry Bailey if you can say something no go ahead uh, so Juan is kind of, well, he's accepted the kind um, donation from Dell, and then says he's free to go because he was 
turn for jaywalking essentially crossing the uh was he crossing some road uh downtown and he just said it's yeah you can't do that it's uh the, the Spanish officer, he's um, showing off his knowledge of English a little bit, isn't he? Because when Del Boy's talking to him and obviously trying to bribe him of letting Grandad out, he goes, what are you, taking the bees? Yeah. <laughs> Which, he like, does, obviously this country's oh. famous for that, that word. Um, so, yeah. yeah, he's like, he's showing off a little bit. He knows a bit of jargon, I guess. But this is, this is the thing, I mean... <laughs> Part of the joke of this, that this is why they're fools. Like, if Dale just asked the question, "What's he done? And how can we get him out of here?" He'd have had this answer. He would have saved himself however many potatoes he, he passed over to him at the time. Yeah, but Dale boys, they're autopsy now, thinking that he's going to be up on war crimes. If we can mm. just get this in the bud before it goes any further, yeah. we can get out and look at him. He's what? literally put the money in his pocket, right as we speak. Rodney's like, "What are you doing? You can't bribe them." Yeah. I should say, having lived in the south of Spain, you can quite easily bribe police officers for any yeah. offence. How does um, this episode end then? So I'll, the I'll tell you in a minute. This is really like the listener, they're just going to think, oh, God, what are, you, what are you talking about? But it's something like Dell playing, like play acting, saying, oh, we're going to keep him in there for a bit longer. Hmm. I love how Leonard Pierce is wearing his lovely Hawaiian shirt, yet he's still wearing that horrible monkey neckerchief scarf yeah. thing that he wears. And his hat, yeah. In fact, a little bit of um, England in it. Yeah, in fact, I think he's got a different hat for this one. It's brown with a little bit of green. I think yeah, he's... Jersey, yeah. yeah, he's colour-coded it towards his, to his shirt. <laughs> he's it's he's made an effort. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Quite, he? he looks brilliant. But now, of course, the reason why he got knocked up, not knocked up, <laughs> and the reason why he got locked up was um, for jaywalking, of course, which is just classic, isn't it? It's like such a big build up. And then it was nothing to do with that at all. But uh, still, it was, a, it was a good story told by Grandad, like you said, Tom. So how how the episode, unless you guys got anything else to add, um, as I just uh, secretly watched this in the background, it Bailey, James, Ed? No, they just made it a little... That's it, isn't it? It pretty much just fades off, doesn't it? It does. Well, Grand, Grandad said... Uh, Rodney says we've got to replace your... Um, a line about you've got some cuts and bruises or something, and Grandad says, yeah. uh, oh, I ain't got no cuts and bruises. And Dell says, it's early yet. And then <laughs> episode ends. And yeah. that's way to tie up Lady Force's episode, isn't it? Yeah. Similar to, they get um, to enjoy the rest of their holiday, though. No. But like, like you said, James, like... For a twenty-eight, twenty-nine minute episode, they they squeezed so much into that. Like going, like obviously down the pub, going to going on holiday, going on a night out, doing all this. Granddad getting arrested. Or, uh, they squeezed so much in. To be fair, I think that um, if you look at the later episodes where they actually went on for about forty minutes, I think they would have probably got a lot more in. Yeah. Um, if, it, if it was a forty minute long, but twenty, like I say, I'm watching it on Netflix and. Uh, it was 27 minutes from start to finish, including the credits, both ends. Yeah. Do you think there's only about 24 minutes, probably? Yeah. Can I read, can I read you a, a bit of trivia? That I don't think I knew this. If you, okay. Sorry if I've just interrupted. Okay, this isn't my trivia, obviously. I'm just, I'm just reading it. You're going to love this. 
Grandad refers to his mate Nobby Clark when he's telling Della Rodney about his mate who did the gun running with him in the war. Kenneth MacDonald, obviously Mike, character in It, it Ain't Half Hot Mum, was yeah. a gunner named Nobby Clark. I didn't know that. I don't think I knew That's that. That's interesting. Um, Could be a bit of trivia. <laughs> oh, this is the other thing. And now this, this next bit of trivia I did know, but I, I can't remember where I heard it. So I'll just read it to you. Um... Grandad mentions that the Trotters have never been good sailors, setting the scene for Uncle Albert's escapades. Now that's amazing. So whether Trotts Sullivan did that on purpose or not, uh, not sure. Because obviously, when Leonard Pierce was in the uh, Trolls Horses, there's no plans for, I assume, no plans for another character to join them. Yeah. In the flat. So that's pretty. So um, I guess when Buster Merrifield was introduced to the show, did. Sullivan have that in mind, maybe, I don't know. Maybe Although, it's a clever guy, it's writing, isn't it? Maybe he left gaps for inevitable things to happen. Yeah, maybe, because in Strained Relations, when we meet Bust, uh, Uncle Albert, he does talk about nothing but um, his time as a sailor. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty good. Um, cool, so that's It Never Rains. Yeah, that's... Uh, well, we usually rate uh, the quality of the episode overall, like... So as a, uh, as a series and overall for the whole show. So as a series, out of series two, out of ten, Bailey, what do you give it? Uh, you might hate me for this, but I'm going to give it a five. Any reason why? I, I think the, the first three quarters of the first half of the episode is really fun and entertaining, but for me, I kind of lose interest as soon as the scene is inside the, the prison cell. Hmm. But that's just my that's just my personal opinion. I do I do like the first half, but the second half not so much. So I'm going to give it a five. Okay, Ed, I'm going to give it an eight. Um, series two for me is important. I really because of a losing streak and the yellow peril. Um, I can't give it any less than an eight. This episode, though, I don't know. It's I'd I'd probably give it a seven, but the series an eight. I think. I, a losing streak with Boise being introduced and all that is 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 too good. I can't I can't score it any less than eight personally. Mm, okay, Jim, I'm going to go for an eight as well. I I really enjoyed this episode. I think it's a it's a good sort of first folly out of the country for the Trotters. Right. <laughs> uh, I think there's lots of plot twists and twists and turns, funny moments. Del Boy speaking a lot of foreign languages. Mm. Um, getting one up on a bigger bloke um, and then getting um, egg on his face again at the end so yeah I think it was a good episode I enjoyed it does no one else lose interest when it comes to the prison cell scene or is it just me I guess if you know what's coming and there's a big build up to that twist if you know what's coming it does kind of ruin it but the first time you watched it yeah it's funny isn't it and you can still appreciate that I think I can still appreciate that well yeah there must have been loads of suspense watching that scene for the first time not knowing what granddad or thinking that granddad has been done for war crimes. What about you, Tom? I would give it for the series, like series two, <coughs> the quality. I'd probably give it a seven. Yeah. Um, it's quite. It's a. It's a decent storyline. Um, it is like we said a bit rushed, in the sense they are limited time limited, wasn't it? Like I would like. I would like to see more of their shenanigans on holiday because it really was that that montage was quite good that was like actually more than good it's quite memorable mm. how they did it but a little bit more would have been nice um 
if you go on YouTube, it's been around for a while now, but there are some outtakes aren't there for um, when they what, see when they see Grandad in bed, bring the birds back. But yeah, I think it's like it's not the weakest episode in series two for me. Definitely not. <coughs> um, what we had so in series two, we've had actually some strong episodes: Long Legs of the Law, Ashes to Ashes, Losing Street, which is probably the best one for me. We've got, a, we've got a touch of glass coming up next. We have Can I just um, just jump back? I'm really sorry. I appreciate this is live and it can't be edited. But Bailey, I think you might be interested to know that there's a actor in this. I, I don't know if you could spot him, um, called Michael Atwell, who is also in Labyrinth, which is one of your favourite films, isn't it? Is that right? Yeah, apparently so. On our hood to IMDb. Guys, please keep it down. Michael Atwell. Nice. Yeah, that's, that's my little contribution. Yeah, yeah, but who was he in Labyrinth? It just says Englishman. Oh, right. He wasn't the guy that um, sat in the inflatable, was he? Oh, maybe. I don't know. I'll look that up. Got some good bit of knowledge there, James. Well, thank you. So, yeah, that's um, It Never Rains. Dot 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 officially four dots after the uh, rains bit. So and we so the next one, yeah, I'm not going to jump the gun too much, but we've got a touch of glass uh, to finish the series, haven't we? Next time, um, we have one thing. Uh, we obviously talk about this on the episode, but this was uh, sort of filmed around our sort of neck of the woods. We live in the southwest, and uh, there's an uh, you know, like I said, I'm not starting the next one. Uh, right. Straight away, but the like the road signs and stuff, you can tell it's uh, sort of our neck of the woods. Uh, so I'm looking, I'm looking forward I, to that. Uh, it's I'm really got, looking forward to that. Yeah. It's got one um, of the most famous scenes, hasn't it? I just like to. Uh, unless, is, is any any of you boys want to add anything else? Will we wrap up. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think we're ready to wrap up. Well, thank you everyone for listening, and sorry it's been so long since the last episode. Uh, depending on how this goes I think uh, there's not much excuse for us to not to deliver one maybe once every at least every couple of weeks maybe I don't know but um, it's good that we can um, get together during these times and deliver a bit of content much needed content out there yeah uh, I believe we have some social oh, media guys. links to give out it would be a, a Jolly Boys podcast without uh, an Instagram link over to you Ed uh, oh, okay. Yeah, Instagram. Um, it's a nice and easy one to remember. Um, our handle, as you call it, is uh, only fools, mm, horses. <laughs> um, so yeah, only fools. N and then horses. All one word. No spaces, obviously. And you'll find some some pretty cool pictures on there and some uh, exclusive content. <laughs> Uh, we've had some fantastic feedback this week from podcast listeners who have recently discovered our podcast, which has been really, really nice to hear. I've not shown you yet, but I, I will show you. But we've had some really kind emails in from listeners, so thank you very much. And thank you to everyone who supported our podcast. I should have mentioned this at the very beginning, but we've hit over 2,000 followers now on our Twitter page, which is really, really good news. Yeah, thank oh, you. That's really sure. good. That's really good. I, I think we should... Um pay tribute to um, one of the in actors in Dates uh, Chris Stanton who played the Techno Match agent passed away uh, fairly recently 
So, uh, God bless him. Um, He's up there having a steak dinner. <laughs> this had for a, a one-off character had it was in quite oh, a big scene. Yeah, a, a steak meal. But yeah, he's um, he was great in that. God bless him. As a dating agency guy. You can he's, he's a good character. He's a good character. And um, in the Falls of Lost musical, Bailey. Yes. In the Falls of Lost musical, how good is the dating agency um, scene played out? Yeah, he's yeah, absolutely amazing. One of the one of the best parts of the uh, of the musical. Oscar, Colin Murray, Colonel Murray. Colin yeah. Murray plays um, the agency, dates agency really well, and uh, he was quite touched about the about the news. Quickly, yeah. one, one one last thing, a little bit of sneaky inside info for you guys. Earlier on, I had a phone conversation with Patrick Murray, who plays Mickey Pierce. Nice. Uh, we were chatting about lots of stuff and him coming on this podcast and blah 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 and he told me this which is quite an amazing story I think he went to the Only Four Stones musical and after he met Chris Kylie who plays Mickey Pierce in the musical and uh, Chris Kylie saw Patrick Murray and cried did he? yeah he cried when he saw him yeah amazing but so overwhelmed by meeting him yeah, he just, he just cried, which I think is a really lovely story. Yeah, oh, it does. We should yeah. uh, talk about that more in the next uh, segment of the next podcast. Absolutely. You can find us on social media. If you type in uh, the Jolly Boys podcast on Facebook, you can find all of our updates there. Or you can find us on Twitter at OFA underscore podcasts. And if you're feeling generous, as you are locked in and all that, feel free to please leave us a review on Facebook or on iTunes. We really appreciate it. And it does help push our podcast out there to more early Falls and Horses fans. Well said. Excellent. Cheers. Till next time. Hopefully not too far time. away. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. We'll, uh, yeah, we'll see you soon. See you no. soon. Cheerio. Bye.